Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, January 19, 2021. You're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing we're going to do is take a look at the daily chart, see what's what. We're going to address some things that happened late last week. But more importantly, and here's something that you can't say very often in the investment or trading business, guarantee. But however, I'm going to guarantee that you're going to think I'm more bonkers after this video than you did before. There, I said it. It's a guarantee. Let's go back to late last week. What happened late last week? We talked about the fact that the market could come down in the zone to 375.45 all the way down to 374.20. And when I use the term all the way down, it could have went lower, but those are the two numbers that we had on the board. There are other numbers, which brings me to another thing. But before we get to the other thing, first we have to make mention of the fact that the market did the thing. So Thursday we discussed 375.45. We discussed divergences. We discussed if the market was going to fall, where would it go? It went to do what? It went to test the high of that breakdown candle. Which one? This one. And the high was the 375.45. Now, what's also interesting is you'll see a gap here left open on the daily chart. 373.55. Now, the low was 373.70. That's on Friday. So that gap has not been filled. We're going to call that unfinished business. Therefore, if in fact the gap over here left open from the 6th is unfinished business, where did we come up with 374.20? How about the hourly chart? 374.20, there's a gap, the gap was filled, they turned around and took off back in the other direction and had followed through today on Tuesday. Did I say Monday at the onset of the video? I might have done that. We're going to leave it alone. It's Tuesday. So now that we know that on Friday they did the thing we talked about Thursday night, now what? So they went back up, they had follow through after the early reversal, which leaves the daily chart where? Well, it leaves the daily chart continuing to be in an uptrend. The trend is your friend until she dumps you. We know about all that stuff. Here's another one, by the way, and this is no accident or coincidence, but you'll notice that there's a gap left open from the gap higher today on Tuesday. That gap happens to be at 376.72. Okay, fair enough. What's the low of day today? 376.75. They missed the gap by three pennies. Is that an accident or a coincidence or did they do that on purpose? Well, that was done on purpose and here's the way we have to read that. A, either it's very bullish behavior and you're going to see more follow through on Wednesday or they're going to go back down, blow through that gap, go get the gap that wasn't filled on Friday as well, and potentially lower. Now, here's where we're going to look at this. The trend is your friend, so therefore, until and unless the market is showing weakness, is showing failure, we're going to go with, under normal garden variety market conditions, the trend is your friend, it's a float-around market. We have the presidential inauguration on Wednesday. That's interesting in and of itself. There's a couple of things going on. Traditionally, it should be a happy day for the country. 
It's the president of the United States. We're past the election. This is an event. When you inaugurate the president of the United States into office, it's a historic event, no matter whose name is on the ticket. Unfortunately, it's unlikely to be a happy, rejoiceful day tomorrow. Unfortunately, there could be some tension in the air. Now, I don't say that lightly, and I don't say it really out of left field. I don't also really say it as a result of the media reports that we could see this, that, or the other thing. We have the National Guard deployed. All that stuff is a known. We're concerned with the unknown. Now, here's the thing, and here's where that guarantee comes into the fold. You're going to think I'm more bananas later than you did yesterday. There's going to be a Mars-Uranus conjunction. Now, what does that mean? Why is that important, and does he wear a tinfoil hat? Well, I don't wear a tinfoil hat, and I don't really practice, as a general rule, astrology or financial astrology. However, I am aware of big events when they're about to occur, and I like to take a look at what the market's doing, match it up with cycles that most of you that have been around a while know that I follow, which is different than the whole financial astrology thing. But it is interesting nonetheless. What I can tell you is, and all we really need to do is have an awareness. It's in the air. That's what we're going to say. There's something that's potentially going to impact, not necessarily the market directly, but maybe impact the inauguration, maybe impact tomorrow and beyond. And here's what I mean by impact. The whole Mars-Uranus conjunction could be brought with some type of conflict, tension, and you can use other adjectives to describe those type of situations. I'm not saying something is going to happen, and I certainly hope something doesn't happen. But what we are saying is we have to have an awareness that there is, quote-unquote, something in the air. If it's a non-event, nothing happens, we go back to the norm and using the 80-20 rule saying that the trend is your friend until she's not, the trend is up, and therefore, it's no surprise that the market continues to grind its way higher. That's the alternative to have a negative impact for tomorrow against the markets and something else in terms of the inauguration and surrounding events. Let's say there is a negative impact for whatever reason on Wednesday. What are we looking at? Well, we can look down to the 372, 371 area for starters. Anything more than that, and inside the numbers members will certainly have a beat on the information. There's an update. There's the fresh area we're watching, 371.50, if in fact the market should decline. What about the flip side? Can they push higher? Can they bust out to new highs? Can that event have a positive impact on the market? And I say anything can happen if they begin to push higher. They're very close to the highs from before. Therefore, it's not out of the ordinary and certainly not out of the realm of possibility that they could bust through and make new highs once again. It's on the table. What about inside the numbers? Let's check out the pre-market commentary and then the early thoughts and then as the morning unfolds, then we'll circle back to stocks on the move. It's turnaround Tuesday or will tomorrow be turnaround Tuesday because today is the first day of the week. We don't know that. I just thought I would throw it out there. 
It's a wake up green, right back up fighting for the big fat round number around 3,800. They act magnetic when price gets up in that neighborhood. The early thoughts, let's cut right to the chase. Earnings season's going to heat up, therefore we should get some sectors and stocks moving, and we will. I mentioned the inauguration upcoming. These are the early thoughts. Again, we're heading for the big fat round number, the magnetic thing. But more specifically, what do we have up north in terms of resistance this morning? Keep in mind, this stuff is long before the market opens for business. ES number was 3792.25 and the SPY number was 378.45. It's worth a look. Do we know the routine? You bet we do. Right of the vertical is today's activity. Here's an SPY five-minute chart. You see the market was gapping higher in the morning. They gapped right into where? 378.45, spiked it by a little bit, making a high in the first candle of the day, 378.77. So they spiked it by like 30 cents. Then what happened? It was resistance, and therefore the market sold off. Continuing along, opening the day above would be extra bullish in the early going. Above, if they make it there, is the big fat round number around 3,800, 379.60, give or take. They never did quite get that high today, but they did make it an effort. They made it or gave it the college try. How about the flip side? What about the spot where Trick and Company would take price during an early morning shakeout before turning back up north? We use these for the first part of the day. These aren't necessarily good later on, but they're generally good early in the morning. Around 3780, this is the ES number, 3782. The reason why it's an ES number is because we get this from the morning activity in the futures. Now you can see there was some importance around that area but they went up first, they went into the resistance area, then came back down. The point of 3780 to 82 was if they dropped them first and then decided to go back up toward the big fat round number or at least fill the gap. And that's really what that number came from. They were rejected at the gap left open, not from Friday because they were lower on Friday, but from Thursday. Let's move along and see what else we've got. We know the routine. We'll let them open the day and get going for a while in order to get a handle on the storyline. 927, here we come with a quick note. Unlikely the market blows right on through the big fat run numbers. They can certainly get there, but should be overhead resistance either at the gap left open on Thursday or the fat round number, which is slightly higher. Reasonable short is at 378.50 up to 379.60, give or take. It's a little bit wide, but there are traders looking for an early failure. Those are the numbers. Closing candles above 379.60, and it's wrong. And again, just to reiterate, there's the 378.50. That was the proposed short at 927. Moving right along. We know 934, so they did the thing where they go fill the gap and then get rejected so far. Any trader that took the short up there should book some profits and protect the rest. 377.50, give or take, should be some support below that, and there's more selling on the way. Still in early observation mode, moving right along. For learning purposes, what's the importance of 377.50? It's around within pennies of the high from Friday. There's a reason why the market stopped there on Friday. Therefore, it's reasonable to think it will be important again. 
377.50 and you can see the market traded around 377.50 all morning long above it below it but that really was the pivot 377.50 let's see what else we have moving along 378 give or take will be resistance on the way back up as they bounce they always bounce closing candles above 378 opens the door to run a test of the high of day they did all that they did it later but they did all that 1007 as long as they stay above 377.50 they'll work on 378 getting above 378 opens the door for the highs 378.77 below the low of day opens the door for 376.50 that's it at present you can see on the low side low of day is 376.75 just 25 cents off the number cited inside the numbers not too bad moving right along from here what i urge you to do is read the notes pause the video go back to the charts and double check the work you're going to see numbers that are important for example here was the early high of day 378.77 if they get over that the next resistance is around 379.15 it's on the table and it's resistance back to the chart the top horizontal trend line 379.15 spiked it by a few pennies and then sold away again it pays to know your numbers you can take advantage of the market in many different ways depending on the day depending on what's going on but as long as you know your numbers and we're moving along letting you pause the video read the notes and go back to the charts to double check the work the afternoon was much of a floater type of market but here's something interesting and it didn't really make a difference today but it's always interesting to learn something it's always interesting to watch here's a divergence we may not necessarily see a divergence take hold or take a grip on the market one way or the other the same day we spot the divergence but it's worth noting here's a divergence from an intraday perspective why is this happening here's the SPY going higher and here's the transports going lower why are they diverging it's something to watch it's of note it becomes a puzzle piece and it's on the table that takes us into the end of the day in terms of the notes read everything go back to the charts and double check the work stocks on the move of the stocks on the move today out of the six four hit their price objectives we look at the good the bad and the ugly so we're going to go over to the charts and pick them apart we've got lite discovery peloton and fmc we'll start with lumentum holdings getting a haircut at the opening bell pretty decent one at that two numbers put up on the board bright and early 94.82 91.76 kind of a shame the low here is 91.91 they never got down to the second number if painting by the numbers that would have lowered the cost basis and increased the return nevertheless it never got to the second number turned around went higher did the deal off the first number 96.78 is the high therefore they did the deal the minimum profit objective they gave the base hit and they hung around the number all day long we know this when stocks hang around the number all day long it's generally signaling because they hung around for a cup of coffee they may have another leg lower however the number was in fact support 
Support doesn't mean they always turn around and have a rocket ride in the other direction, nor does resistance. However, support or resistance does mean that the market stops traveling in that direction it was traveling. If you have your numbers right, the market will stop there, hang out for a while, or turn around and go back in the other direction, or both. Second one on the board today was discovery. And here's the deal. This wasn't the ideal trade. They came down, they reversed, they went back up, they came down again. That's not what we're looking for. Yet the number worked, but it really wasn't the type of trade that we want to enter based on the activity that took place before they came into the number. They did the deal after coming down and then they came back. It changes the trade. It's not the same trade. Net net, the numbers still worked. Why? Because the majority of the time, the large majority of the time, the numbers work. You know that, you see it here every single day. No mystery, no secrets, WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. Wouldn't be a complete day, at least without a rocket ride. 113.65 was the number bright and early on the board for FMC. They hit the number, they turned around, went in the other direction, and here's the high, and this is a nice high, 117.62, just short of a $4 rocket ride. No, thy numbers. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until she's not. There's nothing material that we can say about the IWM chart other than it's a puzzle piece because it was up 1% today. So if in fact, because it's my leading indicator, my favorite market leading indicator, we have to take note, we have to have the awareness that a market leading indicator was in fact leading in the northern direction today. But what about the folks down at the transportation department, a la our divergences? Now here, this was a different story. They started higher in the transports and finished near the lows of the day. This was an intraday reversal. They finished poorly. This is my second favorite market leading indicator. However, what we do know is it's the A number one favorite canary in the coal mine. The canary in the coal mine is generally something that gives you the signal in advance. It's giving you a tip off in advance. It's something to watch out for. It's an awareness. It's a puzzle piece. It's absolutely squarely on the table. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley? Anything wrong with the queues? Up five and a half bucks today, almost 2%. Absolutely nothing wrong with the queues. We know the queues are top heavy as it relates to or as it's compared to the NASDAQ composite. But nevertheless, as long as we're above 303.50, there was nothing wrong with the market. We've been above 303.50 for a while. Guess what? that number actually has to change. In my book, the new number is right around 308. We'll call it 308.36. Start getting below there, closing hourly below there, and I think that spells trouble for the cues. Until and unless that happens, the trend is your friend until she dumps you. How about the XLF? Remember this about the XLF. We were really focused on the weekly close in the XLF. I was interested to see if the XLF was able to close the week at a new weekly high. They did not. Doesn't mean they won't going forward, but they did not. They spiked the high, they closed below the high. Doesn't really mean anything other than we don't have a weekly breakout just yet. The former high was supposed to be resistance. So far, it's been resistance. However, 
Of note, also a puzzle piece, they're hanging around the highs. This is now the third week they're hanging around the highs. There's been no bona fide rejection away from the old highs. Again, that's a puzzle piece and it's on the table. And by the way, if you're an umpire calling balls and strikes, that's the way you have to look at this particular chart. What about Smash Mouth? This was up $9 today, almost 4%. Now it wasn't like blow off type of situation up volume and all that stuff, but it was up nine points, almost 4%. It's in an uptrend. The trend is your friend until she's not. That's a strong tape. It's another puzzle piece and it's on the table. The NASDAQ was strong. The SMH is strong, which is a good proxy for the NASDAQ. Anything goes. However, these are puzzle pieces. They're on the table. We have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. Even though we have a divergence in the transports, here's a divergence to the transports in the SMH going the other direction. Of note, puzzle piece on the table. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. It's everything I wanted to and intended to discuss. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.